Hello, everybody. This is BDSM Noir here. I have another interview today, and we have a special guest, uh, D the Dom, who I am quite a pleasure to have him on here. And um, just want to try to see where his mind is at in the world of kink. We definitely need to get more black kink going here. It's a good thing to have. Uh, yes. D, how do you feel about how you feel about being on here, D? What's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, what's going on? What's going on, people? I am D, the Dom of the Fifty Shades of Play podcast. Um, I'm good. I'm good, man. Happy to be on here. You know, you you was on my show a couple weeks back. You know, I had to yep. make sure, you know, I hooked the brother up, and you know, we, you know, we connected again for yours. Always down to join in and have these types of conversations. Oh yeah, man! At least try to return the favor, man. We need more of this. Definitely happen. We gotta hook it. Oh yeah. Here. Um, I want to add. I'm just get a little something to get us started. You know, see where your head is at, and uh, what kind of skills to keep in the BDSM arena. But um, gotcha. A simple question I want to ask was: If you had to have one BDSM skill to master, what would it be? But in the sacrifice, what skill would you give up for that? So master one to sacrifice another. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that is a difficult thing to say because there's so <laughs> many aspects of BDSM and kink and fetishes. Um, one thing I know for sure I want to master is shibari. Um, yeah. So really combination of shibari and um, impact play. Those are the two main things that I... I Impact play is my is my my main thing. That's what I love doing. You know, paddles, whips, mm-hmm. you know, chains, whatever it may be. Anything that could cause an impact. If you don't have anything, I can always find something. A hand, a, you know, a remote control. Anything could be used to do that impact play. But shibari is something I definitely want to master. Um, something that I would give up. <laughs> this might be cheating. Um, I would say selfishness because oh. in, in community, there's a, depending on who you talk to, you can see that there's a lot of selfishness, um, when it comes to certain doms or you will see a lot of selfishness with individuals and their partners or, you know, trying to make sure they keep everything for themselves. You know, I'm equal opportunity. I want to make sure that everybody gets a gets a taste for the most part and understands what it is that I can do, other dons can do and stuff like that. Um, so that would be a cheat answer. Um, <laughs> that would be the cheat answer for me. <laughs> the cheat answer. Okay. It's like, it got to be something you want to keep. It got to be some kind of sacrifice going on here. Like a little bit. Yeah. But that's a hard question. That's a, that's a very <laughs> difficult one. Like, because you want to, you, in, in, in the journey in kink and BDSM and fetishes and all of these different aspects. It's such a broad topic and you want to acquire more knowledge. You don't want to lose anything. Um, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's <laughs> you a can't very think hard of not one kink skill, like one. Like, give me some examples that you, that you could think of. All right. I'll say one, but I can see some saying is a knife play. Oh, actually, I've never done that before, but I've seen people do it. I've seen um, who is it? I've seen do that. Uh, Pink Hef. I've seen Hef do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. 
I never really was into it. And then when I saw him do it, I was like, oh, that's different. Because the people that I've seen do knife play is more so they're bringing the blade to the skin to cause um, some type of tear of the skin, a very small tear. And for me, that's I'm not really into the pain side of BDSM. I'm more so the pleasure. So that's never appealed to me until I saw a pink hep do it by scraping off, you know, what is it, candle wax or something. So I don't know. I I, I think that's something I could give up because I wouldn't want to take the chance and mess something up. So I would give up on night play for sure. Okay. All right. Um I think for me, it would definitely be one I want to master. I still want to go further. It's going to be, yeah, obviously, Sabari. And I'm definitely one in pad. I'm loving the paddle. I want to be a paddle master. Um, I would say I probably would give up, uh, yeah, probably needle play. <laughs> I'd probably give Ooh, up. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah, there, there's so many kinks out there now that I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really see too much about it to, to my mentor about it. And yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They that's that's a new one to give up. to. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I would give that one up before nice because at least with nice, <laughs> I control it a little more. But with needles, like the precision that you need with that, I, I can't imagine some some people that want to have it stuck into certain body parts. And I, I, I can't do that one. Everybody got their own So I mm, I can't do it. <laughs> can't. They, they got their own kings and they just have a hard time. I, I don't know. I mean, I saw that one time. I said that name. Yeah, that's not going to roll too well with me. But, um, I want to ask you also, uh, let's see. What would you say were some of the main um, catalysts or what helped keep motivating you to keep learning in the world of BDSM? Uh, well... The the big the big thing about it is, you know, for, for many people, ignorance is bliss. For me, I don't yep. like that. I like to be in the know. I like to know as much and I like to be a master of my craft. Um, there are a lot of things that I have a lot of information in, you know, one of those jack of all trades, master of none. But there's certain yep. things that I like to make sure that I have far more knowledge in than others. You know, so one of the biggest things for me in the BDSM community is you know if i have to go through the process of continuing to be where i am today i can never fully say that i'm giving the appropriate pleasure that i'm supposed to give because i'm limiting myself in the knowledge that i can learn over time you know i've only been my i'm in a lifestyle with my wife and we we have been in a lifestyle, I want to say, about four years this year is going to make. And in that time, I want to say we've been doing more BDSM type stuff for the past maybe two years. And, you know, I'm a dom, my wife is a switch. So when we're together, she's a, she's a sub. But when we're, you know, playing and we have, you know, our unicorn or whatever you want to call them, you know, the single females that we deal with, the thing that we employ in our playtime is we're both doms to this one sub. So, of course, we get the knowledge and make sure that, you know, they're okay with being a sub to both of us in that in that instance. But when we go through it, you know, that's the best experience. You know, she gets to switch it up and go from, you know, the sub to the dom space. 
and then we get to learn together. So in me learning, I get to teach my wife because I've been doing it a lot longer than she has. But, you know, the longer you're in it, the more you learn and the more you learn, the more, you know, tools you have at your behest. It's kind of like Batman with his uh, with his tool belt. He always has a trick up his sleeves with something in his tool belt. I want to be that dude. I want to be able to just say, okay, this is the situation I'm in. Let me pull out this trick or let me pull out that trick. And if I limit myself, I can't have a belt with just two tricks in it. I need to be able to have a lot of different things that I'm able to employ in order to provide the best experience possible. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see. In my case, uh, I already know from my mentor, she helped me a lot and a lot of friends along the way. They motivated right. me to constantly push myself to new heights, I guess. Uh, I guess also growing up, once again, I did a lot of reading, comic books, stuff like that. You always see those heroes like Goku, Batman, Spider-Man. I was want to train to see how far they can go, how far they can reach their limit and helping people. And um, mm-hmm. I just saw the way to basically take this BDSM and have it being shown in a different light where people don't see it as, oh, there's some random guy who has a guy in the basement want to go in with me. No, well, let me change the kitchen. Mm. No, they got guys here who just want to enjoy BDSM, not in the stereotypical way you want to portray in the most negative light possible. They have guys right. here that you would not even think they were doing BDSM. And Mm-hmm. They change your mindset on that a lot. Um, right. I will say also due to this, I found that the sus base that comes from a session and how minds switch or be uh, molded, or how much from mm-hmm. come, that also was motivated me to keep going further because some people, yeah, they find it to be very therapeutic. They find it one of the few places where they actually can find release, where they actually feel right. safe. You know, and right to me, I agree, it makes all of the difference. Oh, wait one second, yes, but okay, where I left off at, um, what would you say would be your kinks or major kinks you want or your hard limits you have? Kinks and hard limits, um, my kinks, hmm. Wow, that was a question I wasn't expecting. Uh, <laughs> um, I I have a thing. I have a thing about sense deprivation. Uh, so it, it's actually funny. I went to my wife and I went to a trip to hedonism, and I got into this more so because everybody, you know, does a typical like, um, you know, blindfolds and stuff like that. But sense deprivation is something that can be taken off completely different route so there was actually a couple there doing a little class they did a class each day and they showed us how you can use sense deprivation to heighten the 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 other sentence in ways that it just increases so much so what they did was they gave us blindfolds and we everybody blindfolded their partner so i blindfolded my wife and they gave us like a grape uh, I think it was like a piece of cheese, um, some juice or something like that. And they had us feed it to our partners. So in that instance, I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it should taste good. I gave the grape to my wife and she told me it was like one of the sweetest things she's ever tasted. 
Now, mind you, these are the same grapes that we ate for lunch. And the taste was completely different to her. When we was eating it for lunch, it was like, oh, I don't need that many. But when I just gave her and I just pinched it just to give a few drops, when she tasted it, she said it tasted so sweet like honey. So sense deprivation is definitely something that I'm really into because you can you can intensify an experience by depriving one sense in order to allow the other senses to be satisfied in a way. So take away sight and now you can make taste so much better. Take that piece of grape and squeeze it into mouth. Take a piece of mango and let them eat that. You know, little things like that. Um, hard limits. Uh, things I definitely not doing. Uh, yep. I'm not into pegging. <laughs> that is not something I'm with. You know, there's some <laughs> men that are into that. That is a hard limit for me. All right, we got one. <laughs> I'm a dom in the true sense. Um, at least for me, you know, I'm sure there are some doms that, you know, they may do that. They may not. That's me personally. That's just not my thing. All know. right. Well, it gets compared to scat and pissing. I usually the first one they always hear when I've had that question. <laughs> well, I ain't doing that either. But okay, we, that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, this is a change of pace. You thought the first thing I hear is pissing this. Oh, okay. Change the base there, all right. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, I guess for me, kink wise, uh, definitely Shabari, of course, and such a sensory deprivation. I think I explained also that too on your podcast. Yep, yep. Much that would literally um, make a difference, especially if you start mixing the blindfold and with um, headphones. Or let's yes. say you want to go for noise canceling earphones. And just yep. in case the, the noise canceling earphones aren't good enough to completely block out every sound, you can get some small little ear pods or earbuds, whatever. Put those in the ear, play some white noise, or you can play like, you know, any kind of scene you guys have done or your sessions, have it on repeat in the ear. Mm-hmm. Why are over the ear? And while they're blindfolded, they can't, can't hear anything, see anything. You just, yeah, everything just super on. Yeah. 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 That one I haven't done yet. When you when you brought that up on the podcast, I was like, man, I'm creative, but I never even thought of that. And that seems like something that I would come up with, but I don't know how I never even thought about that. So I we've definitely, you know, recorded our own little sessions together. So I'm definitely gonna employ that one. That would definitely get the eyes, uh well, it's gonna be close, but the body going, all that kind of going on right there. Add a little bit yep. of uh uh, I guess depends. I've seen some do that with the feathers. They like rolling the feathers down the body or trailing nails down the skin. Once again, such deprivation will make everything so heightened that literally everything will be from the top of your hair. Right. And right. Exactly. Um, and in in that in that same class, um, they actually gave us like hair scarves and things like that. So when they were blindfolded, we had them lay on on their backs, and we just lifted their shirts up and we took those those like hair scarves like you know how women wear silk scarves to bed and stuff like that to cut their hair Mm -hmm. and we just ran it across their stomach ran it across their thighs their pelvis their groin and you could just see all the women squirming as it was going on so yeah definitely something to employ take take away sight and watch how everything else plays um i think another one well another off i just i just 
uh, recently gotten to this. I mean, I've been doing spanking for a little bit, but finally mm-hmm. bought my first wooden paddle. And, oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. I found that I really like this thing, you know. I'm on oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come one with the holes. I've have used like a leather paddle, like a small one, a little flogger, but mm-hmm. I plan on buying more floggers, um, more rope, and a little more, big more paddle. But yeah, I really like how the sound it makes when it hits the ass, personally. Yeah. Yeah. A little differently for using the hand of the leather that makes a certain pop that really mm-hmm. makes it go. And also, it makes it red. You can get the ass a lot red um, faster. Mm, yeah, definitely. With the hand or the leather, it did definitely get the job job done. Now, of course, I had been looking. People been asking me about what I think about whips. I never used a whip before, but I've been looking at. I might start doing some training on that. I don't know, but I've been asked to try that out. And um, yeah, whips and dragon tails. Yeah, yeah, I want to get into those more. But yeah, paddles are definitely. Those babies are a. Uh, they get the job done. I like. I mean, I don't know. I might might look into more. Um, I got like a 15 inch paddle, and I'm got a 17 inch. I may. I might want to go for the big ones, like those 23, 25 inch, so you can pretty much just mm-hmm. swing like this and hit all the ass in one go. Like boom. Yeah. yeah. So there's different ones that I have. So I have some. I call them one handers, two handers, and single cheeks. That's how I differentiate through them. So the two handers are the ones that kind of look like a a miniature version of a cricket bat Mm -hmm. where you hold it kind of like a bat with two hands Mm -hmm. and the length of it I would say is probably around 20 20 plus inches but that can get full coverage of both cheeks Um, and then you have the one hander uh, where the handle itself you can only fit one hand on it so you of course need more control with that to make sure that the swing follows through and you can get it you can cover both cheeks with that but you can also just hit one cheek you know depending on how you want to do it and then there's the one cheeker where it's just big enough where it can just get one cheek so you could use them in any way shape or form and there's actually a store out here that sells a bunch of paddles because you know i'm in ohio so we got ohio state university and they have all the greek fraternities and sororities and they use these paddles for decorations and stuff so Of course, they have a plethora of different types of paddles, decorative and not. And then they also have different types of uh, finishes. So they have pine, the oaks and things of that nature. So we I've seen plenty. I've definitely seen plenty. I mean, I mean, uh, just been getting into this now. I really am thinking about maybe one of those paddles where you get your name engraved. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I want to try one of those or the ones where. They you spank and they'll leave an imprint on the ass, like wherever you're trying to. Yeah, yeah. I've never got one of those, but I think I do want to get it and get it, uh, get the name written in reverse so that way, if the imprint is left, it'll spell out the name properly. That'll be that'll be nice. I think I've seen that somewhere on Instagram, I forgot where though, but I really want to get one of those. Um. I think for hard limits, I think you already talked about a good chunk. We were talking about our hard limits. I think if I had to add more to that, um, I'd add more to that. Uh, let's see. I'm not into CBT play. No. CBT, what's that? Cock and ball torture. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I said, no, that's not, that's not my cup of tea. Um, no. 
Um, let's see what else here. I'm not into, uh, oh, sounding. I'm saying it right. Sounding. Oh, yeah. It basically, they take a small little metal rod and you put it down your dig hole. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so, I th- so some people do needle play with that, where they take the needles and insert it into the head of the penis. I, uh, I, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Ah, uh, God. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I remember my mentor was showing me that. So how bad can it get? Okay. Well, oh, what the hell is this madness? No. Like no. Uh, so, so you know, when you go to get tested, sometimes they do swab, where they have to yeah. take the like the thin Q-tip and stick mm-hmm. it inside the head of the penis. Mm-hmm. Just doing that one time will one make you never want to have sex without a condom ever again, yeah. <laughs> and two. Now that I know about you know more of these things, I would never stick any rod through the head <laughs> of my never. Oh, because that was one of the worst feelings I've ever felt. Oh hell, see, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I mean everybody has their kinks, and I know some people do like uh, some different type of masochism going under. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. knock it. Now, if you're into it, I don't knock it. Anybody that I see that, if you're into that. Go on ahead and enjoy how you enjoy it. That's just not my cup of tea. Let <laughs> me call some issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I also wanted to ask you was, um, what would be the most ideal BDSM dynamic for you, and how would you want to go about it? Oh, ideal BDSM dynamic would be my wife and I both so uh, we've had plans for years to get our own little red room right so ideal bdsm uh experience would be my wife and i both um doming a sub Mm -hmm. but my wife bouncing between dom and and sub with me and using everything that we've learned in the entire time that we've been going. So I want to I want to use an X-frame. I want to use a swing. I want to use every single item that we have. We have paddles, we have floggers, we have uh I, I actually make my own floggers. So I have a few of them. I have some that are just the still bodied one and then I have the nunchuck versions. Um I have a bunch of paddles, both soft, um some that sting, some that thud. Um, you know, blindfolds. I want to be able to use everything on my tool belt. And then my wife and I just use this and see how long we can last with the sub and, you know, just orgasms all night. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's pretty ideal right there. Um, I guess for me, I have done polydynamics in the past. I would say it's definitely starting the family and having a sub in my side or maybe having a family like that and also doing a little bit of what you just said having a third one to both be dom by me and her um, mm-hmm. enjoy this kind of dynamic it's kind of, it's kind of simple we all support one another in our own way like a trio I could yeah, yeah I had, definitely there's something so fun about that oh yeah 
if I had to think of um, how that would go, it would take a lot of communication, a lot of time, work effort to make that work. And I've seen that kind of happen in the lifestyle. I've seen some doms have like four or five. Now, personally, I couldn't do four or five. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's, that's, that's too much, man. I can't. Yeah. But uh, I've seen it happen. I've seen some successful stories. I've seen some, you know, what the hell. But um, I do know it takes time and organization to make it work to add a third person to the group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to also ask you, uh, what kinky story do you have to say about um, your adventures in BDSM? Uh, oh, actually, we, we have a favorite story. We tell this. This is like one of the stories that we tell everybody when they ask you know different questions like this so we're actually at hedonism three um in jamaica and mm-hmm. we're out there for an event and the the missus that's what we call her on the podcast we don't you know share our government names but the missus and i were actually in the hot tub on the nude side and you know we, we were having a conversation earlier and i was telling her i was like man i i want you to be more aggressive like I I allow my wife to do what she wants to do as far as, you know, playing with women because, you know, playing with women is a fairly new thing for her just in the past few years. Okay. So I'm like, if if you want to do this, trust me, there are a lot of women that are into you, but you're going to miss on opportunities if you don't keep your eyes open. So if you see someone you like, don't hesitate. Just ask the question. You never know what the answer is going to be so it's interesting because there was a young lady that we saw the previous year when it was uh at that uh, at that same event and she she was uh, she was very attractive to us we met her at lunch and we actually had lunch with her randomly one day and we both looked at each other after we had the conversation with her and had lunch with her and said oh yeah we could definitely see see her you know coming into the bedroom with us and when it came down to it we never saw her again that previous year so we randomly saw her last year and I was just chilling in the hot tub. I thought that the missus went to the bathroom real quick, but all of a sudden she comes walking up with the same young lady. And I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? And then I think to myself, as she walks to me with a smile on her face, like, oh, she's being aggressive. So she actually brings her over and we we're you know, we just start talking for a little bit and all of a sudden Mrs. just grabs her hand and just puts it, you know, on my dick and we just start right there in the middle of the at the middle of the hot tub, tons of people around. You know, they both just start giving me head right there. So there's like a little um like a, a playroom that was built on the side of that that hot tub. So we're like, okay, it's getting a little crowded in here because it's Like, you know, we're not going to have sex in the water because, you know, it's kind of unsanitary. So it was like, let's just go ahead and go into the playroom. So we go in there and we start going at it. And it was a great time. You know, me me and the wife were having sex and then the missus was just, you know, eating her out and things like that. And then all of a sudden it got very awkward because some guys saw us walk in there. So they took it upon themselves to walk in behind us to come oh, in and watch. No. <laughs> yeah. So oh. three dudes. Three dudes. One in his probably mid twenties, one in his early thirties, and another one probably in his sixties. <laughs> Two of the three started jacking off looking at us. 
<laughs> at that point, I was like, nah, I can't do this no more. Because it would be one thing if it was men and women or they were in there with their girls and they were doing stuff or whatever. But my back was towards them. That just made me feel completely uncomfortable. So I was just like, you know, it's getting crowded here. Let's go back to the room. So that's when the started happening. So as we walk into the room, you know, the young lady tells us that, you know, she's had an eye on us since the previous year. And she's happy that we finally, you know, connected. And she's leaving at six o'clock or her, her bus leaves at like six or seven o'clock the next day. Mind you, this is probably be about one o'clock in the morning. So we're like, so you have to leave in about six hours. Okay, well, this is the worst situation because now we don't have as much time as we would like. So we finally get back to the room. The two ladies jump in the shower. They take the shower. They come out and then they start playing. So I'm like, all right, let me let them have their time. I went into the shower and I washed up. So I came out and as I come out, I just see an ass in the air. And this young lady is eating my wife out. So I'm like, okay, this is this is a good situation. Let me just let them have their time and I'll jump in whenever they tell me it's okay to jump in. You know, because I don't want to be the guy that just interrupts a good thing. You know, so I waited for them to tell me what it is that they were ready for. So once they were ready, you know, I threw a condom on and we we just start going at it. And I, I start having sex with the young lady and let's call her HR Bay. That's what we call her. So, so I have a with HR Bay, and I want to say within a minute she comes, and I'm like, "Ooh, that was fast!" So of course I get excited, and I'm like, "I want to try something." So I look at the misses and I tell her, "Like, let's try something. Let's try something real quick." So this was the first woman that we've ever uh, dommed ourselves, the both of us. So we started doing different things, started playing with her and messing with her. And she was just coming back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, okay, you are coming way too fast. You are no longer allowed to come until I tell you so. So she looked at me and was confused. Like, I've never had anybody tell me that before. So when it came down to it, the missus started eating her out. And I thought she was eating her out. All of a sudden, I just hear... HR base starts screaming and I'm like what is going on she looks at me and tells me I don't know what the fuck she just did but she just made me come and not even touch my pussy yet so I'm looking and I'm like okay the missus has learned a few tricks so now this is a competition so this is a thing that the missus and I do we when we have our subs we you know we compete to see who could give them the best pleasure you know, it's the best experience because for us, you know, we're going to have sex all the time. And even afterwards, you know, after we're done with our session, we're still going to have our aftercare and connect with each other individually. Right. So we're like, we're going to make it the best experience for the for the young lady that we're with. So I was like, OK, that was the last one you're allowed to have. You're no longer allowed to come until I tell you. So we keep going. Now we're in missionary. And I. I start stroking, I start stroking, and she looks at me, and she says, please, can I come, daddy? And I said, do not call me daddy, I am sir. She said, yes, sir. There we go. Covers her mouth, and she's trying her hardest not to come. And she said, please, can I come? I said, go ahead. And 
when I say I've never felt a vagina force me out of a pussy before, I've never felt vagina force me out ever in my life. So this was a different experience. Um, so she came so hard that she pushed me out of her and that just excited me and the missus more. So we just kept going at it. And then, you know, we, she had a phone next to her. She was like, what time is it? She looked at the time and she was so upset that she had to leave because she had to pack and get all her stuff together because she waited to the last minute. But when it came down to it, this was the best experience we ever had. You know, we were able to employ, you know, uh, edging, which is bringing her to the point of orgasm and telling her, no, don't come or stopping her. And then we're able to employ forced orgasms because, you know, we told her not to come, but we still made her come anyway. So the combination of the two was different for her. The missus was was able to strap her as well. It was pretty interesting. That was the best experience we've had. Okay, see, there we go. I always tell people all the time, it's nice to try something out on people and show a few new kinks and see different reactions that come out there. I always tell guys, too, it is a good sign when she's trying to kick kick your dick out for pussy. That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. It's a different experience there. Um, before I forget here, I know that you are definitely running short on time a little bit but yep uh, what I want to ask you is what do you like the most and dislike the most about BDSM um the thing I like most about it is being able to learn a lot of different things to bring that big O you know so I try not to limit myself in the knowledge that I receive so I'm not the one that just say oh this is all that there is and I'm a pro at this. No, you you will never be a complete pro because there's always going to be new realms of pleasure and there's always going to be somebody that has a fetish or a kink that you've never experienced. So the knowledge is always there for sure. Um, and did you say something that I dislike about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you dislike about it the most? Um, the inexperienced people. When people just do things just to do it or they claim to be something that they're not you know that makes things a little difficult because it could provide bad experiences for others and you know I wouldn't want to come across somebody that I'm genuinely interested in and I could see that it would be a good time and you know the missus is like oh yeah I could definitely see her doing this and then we talked to them and like no I had this one bad experience and that ruined it you know, that would be heartbreaking because it's like one bad experience could really traumatize you for the rest of your life. You know, so people that don't take time to understand what it is that they're doing or take the courtesy to understand what aftercare is or, you know, how to actually please them. Selfishness is another big thing. You know, you can't be selfish in this type of atmosphere. If you're going to be into BDSM, kink, fetishes, you got to be giving. So if you want to explore your 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 kinks and your fetishes allow the person that you're with to experience that as well there are a lot of people that are selfish out there that part i would definitely agree with i've seen quite a bit on the sub and also i've seen quite a few on that when it comes to the situation there and yep. um, important i will say i think the thing i must like that probably i wish that this can be spread out more in society 
but because yeah. of how they really make it like it's um, a really really bad thing and try to do a concussion pad all the time the funny thing is the people that make it seem like it's a very bad thing or it's hush us they do their stuff too they just keep it quiet well i know i already know they do i've seen quite mm-hmm. a few got a good job they've been talking like that and then now they're asking me about how to do rope and yada yada mm-hmm. well, i know that buddy but i will say also the thing that i like the most is the amount of bonds that could happen from this oh yeah how people can change or connect from bdsm and people i've met that thing i probably do like the most um, yeah i would definitely agree we've met some of our best friends in the past few years like to the point that there are people that we've met in the past four years that we're just as close with now as people that we've known for the past 10 15 years so i definitely agree see there we go um I would want to ask you any kind of closing words like to say before we uh, uh, stop for a bit. Um, explore, explore. Um, one of the best things you can do is not be inhibited by what society tells you to do. If there's something that you is interest you are interested in, I guarantee there's somebody else in the seven point what five seven point seven billion people in the world that are interested in that same thing. Don't be scared to explore yourself. The only thing I don't condone is when it involves children and animals. Outside of that, explore however you want. Do it safely. Do it in the confines of your house. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. You know, because if you let society dictate what your sex life is, your sex life is going to be just as boring as society. You know, what society does does not make you come. So you need to find what makes you come. Plain and simple. That's a simple way to put it. Society does not. That might be a T-shirt. Society doesn't make you come. <laughs> hey, that's. Hey, I'm, I might have to make that happen. You might. You I might. might have, you might. You might have to do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. Is, all right. <laughs> society doesn't make you come. You gotta do that, man. Seriously. Okay, but um, um, okay. I am glad to have you on here on the show, man. We might have to do this again just before the album, man. Just good. Oh yeah, awesome. definitely, definitely. Um, I will say another great day here today on BDSM Noir, and this will be all, and until next time. Later. All right. Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any kinky stories or confessions that you really want to have me read on this podcast, you can just send it to my email at bdsmnoirlife at gmail.com. Or you can find it in pretty much my bio on Anchor or my Instagram. Anyway, if you also want to find more bonus stories or ASMR, you also can check out my Patreon. I'll be constantly be putting more and more content of whatever comes in my life. But anyway, until next time.